Hello and welcome to the Romance Readers Seeking Bestsellers podcast. I'm Izzy. And I'm Becca. We invite best-selling authors onto the show and get to know them and their best-selling author journey. But also, they bring a book that they've read and loved, written by a not-yet-best-selling author that they think should be a bestseller. They've shared the book with us before they've come onto the show, so we've read the book as well, and together we'll review it. If you like the show, we'd love it if you would follow the show wherever you're grabbing it from and leave a review. Tell your reader friends about it and share the show on social media. You can also support us on Patreon. When you become a patron of the show, you'll get early access to episodes, bonus content, exclusive giveaways, online parties, and so much more. Coming soon, we'll be offering grants and scholarships to future bestsellers. And now, and now on, on to the, to the show. show. Three, two, one, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Margot Scott. Thank you, Margot. Listeners, are you looking for a paranormal romance this Halloween that you can sink your teeth into? Well, let me tell you about Blood and Wine by Margot Scott, a dark vampire romance with bite. A slow-burning descent into darkness and desire, betrayed, imprisoned, alone. For decades, I have suffered as a reluctant blood donor, caged like an animal and drained of my strength to enrich the Radcliffs in their winery. I'd forsaken all hope of escape until the winemaker's daughter returns to the family estate. A drop of my immortal blood is all it takes to activate her psychic talents. Now we're connected, and all that remains is convincing her to seek me in the darkness. Bribe, seduce, deceive. To claim she's too young is an understatement, but a starving man doesn't have the luxury of waiting for fruit to ripen. I've awakened her gifts, and now it's her turn to replenish me. I will have my fill of the winemaker's daughter, and then I will take revenge on her family. Sounds so good, right? There are a couple of content warnings, so please check those out. But again, thank you, Margot. And now, on to CC Wood. Today we have Cece Woods, and uh, she is born and raised in Texas. She writes saucy paranormal and contemporary romances featuring strong, sassy women and men that love them. If you ever meet Cece in person, keep in mind that many of her characters are based on people that she knows, so anything you say or do will likely end up in one of her books. <laughs> She's a self-professed hermit. She loves to stay at home, and frankly, me too. <laughs> uh, she reads, writes, cooks, watches TV there, and uh, you usually can be found drinking coffee or wine, so cheers to that. And uh, she spends her time with her hubby, her daughter, and two beagles. So welcome, Cece, to our special Halloween edition. Hey, hi, I'm excited to be here. Yay! Yay. We're so happy now, to have you. Now, I have known Cece for quite a while. I'm trying to think, I think we met in 2013. I think that might've been the first in Dallas Yeah, was the first time we met in person. 2013 in Dallas. Are you sure? Cause I came to Houston in 2012. Yeah. Now your first book came out in 2012, right? That's when you first start writing. I'm thinking of the time in Dallas with Rain Miller. Um, Oh yes, Tara, 
and yeah. all of us we all met up in dallas yes i that think that's the first time we met face to face we, i think we had communicated on on facebook before then yes we had but so, yeah uh, that was yeah as texas girls we stick together yeah that's the <laughs> signing i organized in uh at barnes and noble in plano yeah and i was about seven months pregnant at the time yes and their air conditioning went out that was the most oh. miserable signing ever seven months pregnant no air conditioning in may in texas. In may oh, in texas hero. yeah so it was like 90 degrees <clears throat> yeah so when you first started out in 2012 your first book was friends with benefits was that your yeah. first book okay yeah. and so it was very contemporary romance what what pushed you into jumping into the author pool what was it that made you say, I think I'm going to try this being an author? And um, I'd been writing, actually, I'd written two books before, like five years before that mm -hmm. um, and submitted them to, you know, agents and then the romance novels, submitted them to agents, submitted them to like Harlequin um, and Silhouette and, you know, several different publishers and they were rejected, which going back to read them, I understand why. <laughs> um, and then my sister-in-law, uh, love her to pieces for this, was like, you know what? There's self-published books on Amazon now. You could, you know, you've been writing, you you have these books you've written. You should write something and self-publish it. And so I, she recommended Kristen Ashley. She was like, read her <laughs> stuff. She's self-published. I, mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? You know, I'm not saying I was as good as Kristen Ashley, but I was like, I could do this. I've written books before. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And uh, that's how I got started. That's so cool. Just, you know, my sister. So it was something that you wanted to do forever. You always wanted to be a writer. Well, actually I was a musician first. Oh. And um, I thought I would be a piano teacher and a pianist for the rest of my career um but i really burnout is a thing in music yeah. i have two musician kids yeah, <laughs> i have a clarinetist and an oboist yeah with pianists you know you can practice you have to practice mm -hmm. four mm -hmm. to six hours a day to be on the performance level like right. if you want to perform classically you know mm -hmm. classical music oh yeah you have to practice a lot yeah and um I, I got burnt out. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And um, reading was always an escape. That's and then good. writing became the escape. And then I was like, I could actually make a living doing this. And so that's how so I that's what you did. You just jumped right in. You still play <laughs> piano at all? Just for funsies? I haven't played in a few years because the place we moved to, I don't really, I have my piano here, but I don't really, like I said, no privacy. So I don't have gotcha. a like it's in the living room with the TV and someone's always in there watching something. So <laughs> that's so sad. there's no, no time to play, <laughs> but um, yeah. hopefully when we, our living situation changes, hopefully soon um, I'll have it in my office kind of closed off. So if I'm feeling like playing, I can. Cool. Yeah. Cause like the, no, the music stuff does unlock uh, other creative avenues. Yeah, yeah, it does. When I'm struggling with um, a plot or a character, sometimes sitting down to play used mm -hmm. to help. Like when I had, yeah. you know, a place used to help a lot. Um, I'd say it yeah. clears your mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, see, and I'll doodle. I so my I, my first degree is ad design and illustration. So I like to get out the markers and the pencils. So yeah, it's like that creative unlocking. Yeah, yeah, it's a, another type of creativity. So it's it helps stimulate that side of your brain but mm -hmm. it's not the same 
had. Right. So it's, yeah. it's a little bit different. Yeah. No, that's great. So looking through your catalog though, so you started out contemporary and you shifted into paranormal. So what, what had you change course from contemporary to, to uh, PNR? Well, I actually just wrote um, two novellas that were contemporary. And then um, I had been developing the PNR series, like just in my head okay. around the same time. I just, you know, it takes time to write books and I read everything. I read all genres. I'm, I'm nice. just voracious that way. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I really want to write a PNR. And that's just, okay. I know that everyone's like, don't genre hop. If you're going to have different genres, have different pen names. But this well, is if it's early on enough. that advice was readily available. And so mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm going to do both. <laughs> if it's early on enough, it's not too much Why of not? a thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. PNR is really a, a genre that a lot of authors would love to write in, but they're afraid to jump into it. Yeah. Because it's so much of a building a world and building, you know, that stuff. But I think um, your books really take the contemporary along with the PNR and mix them so well together. And that's why I love reading your PNR because I can't go into those where they create these huge elaborate worlds and you have to keep up with everything. Your characters are modern. They live in our ages, um, at least the ones that I've read so far. And, you know, you you bring in the humor with it. Yeah. The classic CC humor that we have in the contemporary. So it doesn't it doesn't feel like a strictly PNR book. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. happy that Becca recommended this because I don't usually do PNR. I mean, I did way back when with like Witches of, was it Witches? No, it's not Witches of Eastwick. I don't know. Was it was an Anne Rice series about witches um way back I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, I've read it I've I've read that series it's yeah there's three years. books anyway and I'd read Lestat <laughs> and all that but then like that was my early 20s now it's my late teens early 20s and then I kind of stopped reading after that I don't know why like moving around and getting married and all that stuff um so it's been a super long time since I've been in the PNR world and I just remembered it being very different so when Becca recommended this one we read Rock and Troll and oh my gosh it is so delightful it it like your voice is so much fun in that book and the characters are so vivid and I love I'm I really 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 enjoyed your book so So that's that's your newest series right the mystical matchmakers yeah that's the series it started publishing in March of this year oh my gosh yeah running together Um, y'all i've started publishing it in march of this year i've got three books out in that series so far i'm having to take a little bit of a break book four has been giving me a lot of trouble so i'm kind of shifting my focus for a little bit to play piano (laughs) go play piano go play piano (laughs) okay well i'll have to kick my dad out of the living room (laughs) just for 30 minutes dad go take a walk around the block i'm gonna tinker (laughs) Yeah, well, he's he's got some health issues, so that's why you know he's living with us. Is uh, yeah. So that's it's. But your dad's not paid, a lot of privacy. But he paid for that that for those piano lessons. He should hear them. <laughs> he, he paid quite a lot for those piano lessons <laughs> and for college. Yes. And music books. And, yeah. 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 For those of you who haven't read her mystical matchmakers, it's a really unique. Uh, series. Um, yeah. She goes into the PNR of um, 
creatures that we don't usually see in PNR. Uh, Rock and Troll is about a troll and a wood nymph who uh, meet up through a mystical matchmaker. And uh, the troll, he has all the classic, his family is like, when are you going to get married? His sisters are already married. His mom is constantly on him. Um, Yeah, the wood nymph, Dylan, she is, um, she's tried traditional dating. I loved how the book opened up, by the way, with Dylan on that date. Oh my gosh. I just, I loved, loved, loved it. I'm not going to spoil it for the read for listeners because listeners just go get the book. It's it's such a fun book and you'll be hooked on the series and it's (laughs) such a great series, but you write more than just about our uh, mythical creatures. We, you have a vampire series, uh, the bitten series. You have a werewolf series, uh, the blood and bone series or is that just the first book the first book is werewolves and it's a spinoff of the bitten oh okay so um bitten has vampires and werewolves and okay blood and bone goes beyond that and it's vampires werewolves and then witches and other like um i actually for the bitten series the last two books i kind of created this idea of a mythical being that's like a a vampire that feeds on the soul and Mm. uh, so he actually is in book two of blood and bone Um, you think he's i'm not going to give too much away yeah you see him in bitten and you're like i don't know about that guy and you see him in blood and bone you're like okay i like that guy (laughs) i love those kind of characters the ones that are like I don't know if I'm going to like this guy. He really gets on my nerves. And then, you know, later down, you're like, oh my God, I can't live without him. He's such a great person. Yeah. So yeah. That's, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed writing his book. That was fun. But, and then I also have another uh, PNR series. Um, It's sort of a, it's a passion project because it doesn't neatly fit into any genre. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called the Wraith File series. And it's about a woman who can see ghosts. She uh, died when she was a child and came back. Um, And ever since then, she can see ghosts. She talks to ghosts. Her roommate is a ghost, uh, a very foul-mouthed, perverted ghost who likes to spy on the neighbor when he's working out shirtless in his backyard. Um, As one does. (laughs) And uh, so... It, it there is a romance it's very slow burn like they don't really get together until book three um I mean there's flirting and kissing and things but there's not you know the the money shot the down and dirty <laughs> um but it's it's very again there's a lot of humor there's a lot of funny situations as I said you know her her roommate is a ghost and um her best friend come to find out is a witch and she meets this guy who does sort of um, paranormal activity documentaries, kind of like ghost adventures, ghost hunters. They have a, a, it's a web show, but then it gets picked up by a network. Okay. And the guy that is the host of that show is who becomes her love interest. Um, and cool. so it's just, it's a really fun series. As I said, it's a passion project. There's always like a mystery, like a, a, spirit of someone who's been murdered um and she has to figure out how they died or who killed them but then there's also the humor and the romantic elements and it's it's a really fun series for me to write because I love those characters so much and you know 
as my biography says, if I know you, you're going to end up in a book that Ghost Roommates actually based on my assistant, like her personality. 100%. Half the stuff that Terry in the book says is something out of her Terry in real in life. Real life and my that's, that's perfect. And I know Terry, she is that person. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you believe in ghosts for real? I, I don't know. <laughs> Only because... I, when I was younger, I could swear I saw one, but you know, children, I could have been having a bad dream. I have not seen anything in the last 20 years or so that would make me think, oh yeah, there's definitely ghosts, but I don't See, know. Becca I'm, and I both I'm, have. I'm open to the idea, but I'm Becca also... and I both have had experiences. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I lived in haunted houses whenever we lived in North Dakota. Okay. It seemed like every house that we moved into was possessed by something really? we because all the houses were built in like the late 1800s um things had happened in the houses uh we had one house in north dakota that it had been the last time it had been remodeled was like the 1920s or early 30s when phones just kind of started coming into houses and so there was a phone cubby in the hall where the phone was supposed to go well we lived there in the 1980s whenever you know, cordless phones were really big. And so we had our cordless phone in our kitchen. If we would leave, we'd come home, our our phone would be in the phone cubby. Like somebody had taken it and moved it there. And then we would move it back into the kitchen. And like a week later, it would be moved. And anytime you walked in the house, it always felt like somebody was walking behind you. Like if you were going up the stairs, you heard creaks behind you. And yeah. Okay. Totally. And, right. and the thing is that we not only lived in that house once, but we moved out of it and then moved back into it. And then we had all kinds of other stuff. And we had an, we had an old lady that lived in the basement who had lived there for like 30, 40 years. She's like, these damn ghosts, I'm getting so tired of them doing shit around here. <laughs> and she would fight with them. So yeah, I do believe that there are spirits that, um, can linger on <coughs> and I'm convinced there's one that's attached to me because every time no matter where I've lived um when I there'll be times like you know you're just kind of like feeling depressed or whatever and sometimes it's a in a good way but sometimes it's also in a very bad way <laughs> but I will sell I will smell this very specific cigarette smoke and I'll be in a crowded room and other people won't smell it like other people, not only crowded room, like my family will be around and nobody else can sell the, smell the cigarette smoke, but it's very specific. It's not like, you know, smelling like a bar and it, it will sometimes get to the point where I'm coughing. It's wow. like that thing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yep. You're, you're here. I hear. Okay. And we just, so if you need us for research purposes, we've got stories galore. <laughs> okay. So next year I'm planning, I was hoping to get to it this year, but I didn't, but next year, I'm planning like Halloween release of the fourth book in that series, which is, uh, it's going to have a big event in it. Okay. Um, cause the third book ended with something happening. So book four is going to have a big event in it and awesome. I might be hitting y'all up. Very good things. All good. So that's what's next for you. No, actually what's next. <laughs> All right. So I told you I had to take a little break from uh, Mystical Matchmakers because book four was really getting like, it wasn't going anywhere. And I, everyone's different. Some people, they have to power through that and they will, and they'll, 
and it'll be fine. But me, if I get to that point where I'm beating my head against the wall and it's just not happening, Mm -hmm. I won't be happy with what I write. I'll spend more time editing my words than I would if I just took a break and started over again or picked it up where I left off. Mm -hmm. So I put it to the side. I'm going to let it rest, let it percolate because it's always, you know, in the back of your head. And, uh, I started a new series that's actually going to be similar to the Bitten series in terms of like the humor and the heroines. Um, I, I already written like 5,000 words in this book in the last couple of weeks. Um, considering that I've been sick or my daughter's been sick once a week for the last three weeks. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I already started it. I'm, Okay, so I am that author that cracks up while I'm writing things and I'm <laughs> writing the first like four chapters laughing the entire time oh, I'm writing. The best. Just because like this heroine, this is one thing. If if people don't enjoy heroines that are kind of mouthy and assertive and not afraid to stick up for themselves, they probably won't enjoy my books. Like my Who doesn't but usually- I think I don't think there's a reader out there who wants a mousy heroine. We all like the I mean, strong some ones. Some people like the more, the heroines that have a bigger story arc where they come into themselves. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. some people enjoy that to see a heroine grow and become, sure. a, you know, a stronger person. But my heroines are usually already who they are going to be. <laughs> they come into the room and they're like, look, people, this is yeah. how it's going to go. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, this is who I am. I will pay for my own dinner. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they're very independent, very feisty. And Carrie, who is the, the lead heroine, her name's actually Karina. And of course she hates it. So she's I'm Carrie um, is hysterical. Like I am dying writing this, <laughs> this scene where he, she, she makes a comment to this vampire that she doesn't know as a vampire. And then she realizes, oh shit, he's a vampire. Vampires exist. Holy crap. You know, like freaks out. Well, he has to kidnap her because he's afraid she's going to like run off and tell everyone that he's a vampire. It's (laughs) hysterical. So I'm like cracking myself up writing this book already. So that's what I'm working on right now. I don't know that it'll be the next thing I publish, but it is the thing, the next thing you're working on. Yeah. And and I know that you wrote um, with Tara. Right. We did not okay. <laughs> so we started a book that we never finished. We oh, y'all never finished it. it. No, we never finished it. We ended up having to abandon the project halfway through because of things going on with her life, things going on with my yeah. life. We just so never got it done. Do you think you'll get back to it? I'll have to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give us a scoop. Because I'm saying, if you're a really big fan of Tara, then you're going to love Cece. They have okay, very so similar. Tara, we should say Tara Civic. Tara Civic. Yeah, Tara Civic. Um, they're very, um, and I've had the pleasure of being in their presence, both of them at the same time, and talk about a laugh fest. Because both of them crack me up so much. Mm-hmm. But um, Cece is... Uh, I just love CC to death. I've known her forever and her books just always leave me smiling, always happy. I love her rom-com. I'm, I think we're like soul sisters from way back. Cause we just, every time we see each other, we haven't seen each other in a while, Yeah. but every time I see her, we just pick up where we left off. We're just, you know, yeah, we're great. I and I love her to last, death. 
think the last time we saw each other, we went to dinner when I was in Houston for a signing. Yeah, and Friendswood. And we went and had Mexican food. Yes, yes. My daughter <laughs> was with us and my husband. Let's see, uh, she was two yeah. or three, and she's nine now. Yeah, so, so it's been a while since we've seen each other. Yeah, well, yeah. with COVID. So you can you put know. that one into your back pocket for yeah things yeah. to work on, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for a signing so we can hang out. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Wow. Exactly. Um, so one thing we like to do when we get to the end is just some rapid fire questions. And I uh, we talked about these. We're just going to pull out five questions and answer them really fast or sometimes inspire discussion. So <laughs> let's got this first one. It's a thin one, narrow one. So it's a quick question. Oh, okay. Well, pretty easy. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Do you have dogs? I had two beagles. Um, we oh had, yeah, you have yeah. Well, I need to update that biography because oh. we had to put one down last year and we oh. had to put the other one down this year. Um, oh, they were I'm both. So sorry. They both lived to like 11, 12 years old, so they had very long lives because beagles usually, you know, ten yeah. years max for most beagles. Okay. Um, but they were they were my babies. I loved them. So I yeah, cats I- are cool. I have no problem with cats, but. I'm a dog. Cats person. are assholes. I've got two of them and I'm ready to get rid of them. Both of my children have a cat. Um yeah. and uh, we have a dog. And our and Coco is 13 and a half. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're we're a blended family. Okay, number two. If you wore a warning label, what would it be? <laughs> mine, I'll tell you mine. Mine is um the filter dissolves with wine. <laughs> so that's mine. Okay, let me think. Oh. Becca, do you have one? Well, while Cece's thinking. I would would just be approach with caution. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, choking hazard. Do not eat or drink. If, if she starts to open her mouth, do not take a drink of water because more than likely it will be coming out your nose or across the table or something. Yeah. A spit take, huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's no filter. Oh, like you talk about no filter, filter dissolves, there's no filter. So yeah, whatever comes out is probably going to be exactly what I'm thinking. It's the same. Uh, yeah. And and Becca knows we um yeah, there's wine in our house every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> I, I went to go stay with Izzy for a couple of days and I felt like I was at a resort. I mean, we had these like five-star dinners every night and wine. And I had adult conversation without a child coming in and saying, can I go to Chick-fil-A? Or, you know, I mean, it was just like, I right. didn't want to leave her house at all. I was like crying on the way back. Yeah. Forget going to a signing. We're going to Izzy's house. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. just meet there. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do it over the summer when the pool is open. <gasps> Because Becca missed pool. the pool. Yeah, she has a pool. Definitely going to Izzy's house. <laughs> I keep telling my husband I want to host a writer retreat here and just bring on like four or five authors. Um, it's it's not a tiny house. And uh, yeah, she has a gorgeous house. Yeah. <laughs> and and just and he's like, oh, we're not we're not doing that. I'm like, yeah, you can just go like go. You can, one of he our can kids. go. He can and go. I'll just have the week the with writers, and we'll just write all week, and we'll cook at night, and hang out, and have fire pits, and all that good stuff. Oh my gosh, that sounds like my dream vacation all right i was i'll put you <laughs> on my invite like where it would be half writing like we would write for two or three days yeah. and in the last two or three days we would sit around and read well yeah. i was thinking too it would be fun to like if everybody like brought editors right so like 
we would like write and then like as you write all day then your editor is going to do their part like we get you could actually like leave with a book wouldn't that oh be fun gosh. yes because my editor is one of my best friends so see? i will bring her okay and she is a hoot see so it would be so much we'll fun do. we have planning to do and then like all the brainstorming <laughs> at night when you're like okay i'm stuck at this part or whatever anyway okay yes yes let's do that <laughs> number three what is the most used app on your phone probably Spotify. I spend a lot of time in my car. I write to music. Um, I work out to music almost every day. So probably Spotify. Okay. Or Kindle. It's neck and neck. Good, good, good. Well, this one's going to be hopefully a sweet one. Your favorite childhood memory? Hmm. Weenie roast. We had a weenie roast in our house <laughs> in the fall or early winter. And, um, of course the weenie roast in Texas in the fall and early, early winter means it's like maybe mid fifties. Yeah. So we had the weenie roast and we had s'mores, but we also had homemade ice cream because it was still warm enough that you weren't freezing yeah. with your ice cream. So yeah. I'm making my birthday cake this year and I'm, I'm making, it's going to be a s'mores cake. So yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> okay. Last one. Are you tech savvy or a technophobe? Ooh, um, I am not a technophobe, but I am definitely not tech savvy. I have to work really hard to learn how to use technology. <laughs> I'm willing to do it, but it does not come easily. So. <laughs> and that's all right. At least I'm you're a, not a technophobe. I'm an elder millennial, which means <laughs> computers weren't a thing in our house until I was 12 or 13. So right. I didn't grow up using technology the way some of the other millennials did. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, right. Well, Cece, that was so much fun. Um, we are going to be doing a Patreon giveaway for you, um, for our Patreon supporters. And so why don't you tell us about what you're going to give away? Well, for Patreon, I will give away a signed copy of Rock and Troll, the book Yay! that you're hey. reading, um, to, you know, a winner and, uh, hopefully and probably have some swag in there you know some bookmarks things like that You're so cute. um but yeah i'll give that away <laughs> Excellent. all right it. it's the and first then, in the series so it'll be a fun start and it's hey. a fun book and it's a fun book and we will have all of cc's information on where you can stalk her and find all of her books on their show notes so thank you so much cc for joining us and being part of our special halloween edition and uh, don't forget that CC will be in our um, in our private group on uh, Facebook too on Halloween. She's going to be joining us for a little fun giveaways and uh, talking about books too. So make sure that our you check out our yeah our own trick or treating with CC. <laughs> so um, make sure you drop by on um, on Halloween night. We'll be having some fun over there with a party with CC. Awesome. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. And we had to have paranormal for Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. Oh yeah. So this episode is dropping on Halloween. So yeah, yes. Come in tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Come in tonight. And if you're listening on Saturday or Sunday, um, still hop over to the group and check out the posts and stuff. um, Because I'm sure that the giveaway will be open or the funds will be open for the few days. Yeah. All right. Yep. Very good. Thank you so much, Cece. 
Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> be sure to check out Cece Wood and all her links that can be found in her show notes. And you can also check out our website for the links and more. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast and make sure to tell your friends. You can also join us on Facebook in the Fictional Boyfriend and Romance Readers Seeking Best Sellers podcast group where you'll get to interact with the best-selling authors that we've had on the show as well as the not yet bestsellers. And we'll also be sharing who the next interview will be with. And if the book you're reading right now is a should-be bestseller, drop us an email. Tell us about it. You can reach us at romancereaderspodcast at gmail.com. Have a great reading time. Happy reading, everybody. Bye. Bye.